Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. This is the podcast where I describe and analyze the Heathcliff comics for each week for some reason. Uh, let's get right into it. Um, I didn't look at any of the comics uh, that as the week went by. I figured it would be best to come to this fresh and give you my uh, description and analysis as it happens. So prepare yourself for some unvarnished Heathcliff uh, descriptive analysis. Let's get into it, like I said. All right. So Heathcliff is walking down the suburban street. It's a suburban street you're very familiar with. If you're familiar with Heathcliff, extends from roughly mid-panel th- mid left uh, uh, in a sort of reverse vanishing perspective down towards um, lower panel right. He is walking alone. In the background, we see three suburban homes done up in brutalist gray that's supposed to sort of show them vanishing, uh, you know, off into the distance. But um, they're mixed in with stuff that isn't vanishing off into the distance, like shrubs and stuff like that that's colored normally. So it doesn't quite make sense. There's nothing at all behind the, the houses which is uh, unsettling to the eye. If you look to the left or right of them, there's just a blue expanse, sky forever. Um, clearly, the earth just sort of falls off behind these houses. Like, there's a, there's a ledge or something, but we just... We don't see past them. Um, built on a cliff face, maybe. Uh, there's a cloud in the sky but it's a small, fluffy, white cloud, so that's nice. Heathcliff is walking past a lawn with a tree on it. There's two birds in the tree. They're the same birds that are always commenting on what Heathcliff is doing. They uh, stare outward towards Heathcliff, but more towards the audience, implicating us somehow in some fashion for all of this. Heathcliff himself... He's walking down the street. His hands are behind his back. His eyes are heavily lidded. He's, uh, he's striking a posture of dignified relaxed. And also he has a beard, a chin strap beard that's affixed to him. Um, and a top hat, a black top hat. So uh, he's got two of the Abraham Lincoln signifiers there. Beard, top hat, things you always think of. When you think of Honest Abe, one of the two birds, the one on the left in the tree, also wearing a chin strap beard and top hat. His mouth is open. He provides the caption for the, for the comic. And that is, I'm a Lincoln buff too. It's October. Um, and, uh, I don't think, um, that, 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 that President's Day, yeah, President's Day is in February, um, I'm just gonna quickly look up when Lincoln's birthday is, um, yeah, he was born on the 12th of February, so I have 
No idea why this is coming up now. Um, it's not particularly timely. But, you know, I guess you could say it's always good to remind ourselves of a president who has a lot of gravitas and historical importance and clearly who at least understood um, what was asked of him. I don't, I don't know that this is, um, this is a political comment though. I think it's just weird, which Heathcliff often is. Maybe the uh, panel for Tuesday, October 16th, will give us some indication of, nope, nope, it won't. Nope, it is not going to do that. Instead, instead, that was just a thing that happened. Uh, this is not part of a series or anything else. Um, I can say that with confidence now, having seen the panel for the next day. So... Um, Heathcliff was just wandering around dressed like Abraham Lincoln and a bird saw it, dressed himself like Abraham Lincoln. Um, or coincidentally, they were both dressed like Abraham Lincoln and they both were like, hey, check it out. We, we, we're both, we're both doing that. Now, um, now we... I suppose we should move on to the um, to the comic for Tuesday, October 16th, because I don't have much else to say about Mondays. So uh, Heathcliff, Tuesday, October 16th, 2018. We're in the park that we're often in. The park uh, seems to have a road that cuts through it. Uh, Heathcliff is standing on one side of the road, which is in the lower corner uh, or lower quarter, I should say, of the panel. Um, and uh, then there's the road, and then there's um, uh, the other side of the street and the rest of the park. So Heathcliff has his back to us, if that's not clear. he um, He's sort of in, like, one-quarter perspective, I guess you could say. Like, he is cheated so we can see, like, his nose... Um, he again is standing with his hands behind his back, um, looking across the street and the street. So the sidewalk across the street runs, um, pretty much the center of the panel. And then in the distance, there's like five tall buildings, rectangular buildings that, uh, stand in for the city. Um, so the park is like, I guess supposed to be like sort of Central Park-ish, you know, it's like in a city, there's roads in it and, um, and, a Heath, and Heathcliff's in it as well. And Heathcliff, is, like I said, he is standing close to us, the observers, um, with his hands behind his back, looking across the street. Standing next to him is a man wearing gray slacks, a white shirt, uh, holding a net, and a uh, jaunty gray cap. He's a he's blonde man. He's looking across the street as well. Written on his back is dog catch. I 
and I guess then the curve of his back takes away the rest of it, which would probably be dog catcher, because he has a net, which obviously is what you use to catch dogs. So across the street, now what these two are observing are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or so dogs. Um, I'm having read a decent amount of Heathcliff comics. I know that these dogs are supposed to be pugs, and indeed the caption of the comic when we see these dogs is always to imply that these are pugs. They do not look like they were drawn by a person who's ever seen pugs, though. They're just sort of uh, yellowish blobs with uh, black ears that are look like Mickey Mouse ears, which pugs don't have. Button noses. Pugs don't really have button noses. They have flat faces. Um, a weird white round thing uh, out of which sticks a tongue. Pugs sometimes stick their tongues out, but um, again, they have very flat faces. And um, then they've got curly Q tails. Uh, pugs sometimes have curly Q tails, but their tails are usually flat to their butts. They're, they're genetic nightmare mares, pugs are. Um, they're incredibly cute creatures, but they're also, um, they, they, they can't breathe. They have terrible um, hip dysplasia problems. Um, God bless you if you own one, because y- you're, you're in for it. These pugs are being, uh, these, these eight or so pugs are being very athletic across the way. They're all in poses that are sort of dancey. Um, one has its arms up. They're all, they're all standing on their hind legs, which most pugs cannot in any way do, uh, cause it hurts them to do that. Um, they got the, they mostly have their arms in the air or down low, like, you know, uh, peanuts style dancing, but they're all clearly drawn as, as dancing Observing them, like I say, are Heathcliff and the dog catcher, um, whose relationship is unclear in Heathcliff world, but they, cl- they, they do in some sense seem to work together. Like they're, they're, um, they're pretty consistently shown in, in league with one another. And the dog catcher's mouth is open, so he provides the caption, and the caption is, The Dance of the Pug is quite hypnotic. Maybe we're supposed to believe that something is lost if we're not seeing this, if we're just seeing this like as a still image and if these people or this person and this cat, um, we could see what they were seeing as it occurs. Um, We too would be hypnotized, but no, it's not. Not from my perspective. It's just a bunch of, again, it's a bunch of stuff that's happening. Um, let's move on to the comics for Wednesday, October 17th, 2018. Getting a lot of Heathcliff's back this week. Again, he is pictured with his back to us. 
he's standing with the small boy who is often, um, who I guess he lives with, uh, the small boy and the two elderly people in, in a relationship that's never been explained, um, but clearly involves some amount of tragedy. So the small boy and Heathcliff are standing together. Their hands are behind their backs. Um, they're standing just on a, on a blue plane. It's unclear if it's the street. It's not a sidewalk. Um, it's really not very clear what this blue stands in for. And they're observing a, 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 a green expanse that takes up, you know, the middle of the panel. So they're in the lower, like, left corner of the panel looking at this greenish sort of mass. And this greenish mass is filled with pumpkins. So this is actually uh, somewhat uh, timely, being that it is October. It's getting towards Halloween when you would have, you know, pumpkins around. So they're looking at this pumpkin. I'll call it a pumpkin patch. There's probably 20 pumpkins in it. And um, there's word bubbles over the pumpkins. So one of the word bubbles is hey. Another is yo. Hey again. Over here. And then the, on the right-hand side of the panel, three different pumpkins are saying me. So hey, yo, hey, over here. Me, me, me. The pumpkins are talking. And the child, his mouth is open. He's wearing a red coat, black pants, yellow shoes, blue cap. He's speaking as he and Heathcliff observe this. And he says, it's hard to choose. Do pumpkins just talk to this kid? Or to Heathcliff, like, these pumpkins are asking, I mean, they're asking to be picked and then carved, which I have to imagine would be painful for them. But they're also, they're asking for it. And no one is behaving like that's unusual. What they're commenting upon is the difficulty they have choosing. This, is, this and yesterday's panel are both also panels where it's not entirely clear that Heathcliff is necessary here. Heathcliff is not doing anything except observing, and somebody else is providing the caption, and... Like, you know, everyone else in this world, the caption isn't a comment on the insane thing that's happening. The caption is a very dry statement of extremely mundane fact. And I think that's probably, you know, pretty a pretty realistic way of describing humans generally like insane shit will happen and we'll just micro focus on like the mundane parts. Uh, 
that's a little bit half-baked as a commentary goes, but I think you get me. Um, let's move on. So this is the Heathcliff comic for October 18th. Um, oh, this one's cute. I like it. I like them all. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I, uh, by the way, I, I want to be clear. I like Heathcliff. I like it very much. Um, I think it's got important things to say. And the reason I spend so much time with it is because I appreciate it. Um, it's not always ha ha funny to me. It might be to others and that's great. But to me, it is worthy of dissection. I'm not dissecting Heathcliff out of uh, an ironic desire to do so. This is a legitimate desire on my part. But this one is also kind of ha-ha funny to me. Um, in the background, we see... Uh, let's... Let's begin with the overall. We're in the house, the suburban home that Heathcliff lives in with the elderly couple and the young boy. And um, we're looking, you know, through a room, probably a living area of some sort, into the bathroom, which is in the background. Bathroom through a door, we, seen, we can see. And we can see that the elderly gentleman is in there. He's bald. Um, wearing uh, blue pajamas um, and a red sort of, I guess, sleeping coat or bathrobe over his pajamas. The fashion choices in Heathcliff's are always baffling. We can see the we can see the sink in the background. There's a vanity mirror. He's wearing slippers. He's clearly he's getting ready for bed. And his mouth is open. So he's providing the caption. Now in the foreground of the panel, we see um, the classic Heathcliff setup of the cat and the mouse. Heathcliff and the mouse. The mouse is standing in front of the hole that he's chewed in the baseboard. Heathcliff has confronted him in some fashion. But a twist. The shoe's on the other foot because Heathcliff seems to be losing this interaction. The mouse has his mouth, like, open, and you can see his teeth are, um, you know, in some kind of, like, just rickus uh, expression. So you can see his teeth through his open mouth, and shining off those teeth is just a white blast. And over maybe five feet from the mouse to the, to the panel right is Heathcliff, and Heathcliff um, the lower half of Heathcliff is drawn normally, orange cat on his haunches, and then the upper half of Heathcliff is in black and white, and it, the expression on his face is one I've never seen of just, like, clamped pain as he, like, is clearly closing his eyes um, and uh, shielding his face with his hands from this, like, suddenly glaring, shining light coming off of this mouse's teeth for some reason. Now, as I said, in the background, we have a confused old guy who's uh, uh, 
looking around the bathroom, and he is providing the caption for the panel, and the caption is, my whitening toothpaste is missing. So there you have it. A full story is told. Mouse got the toothpaste. Mouth put the toothpaste on, realized that he could shoot blinding beams of light with his gleaming teeth. Mouse waited for Heathcliff to attack him or probably, or possibly, you know, tried to dr- entrap Heathcliff and draw him in. Whatever happened here, Heathcliff decided to take the bait, as it were, approached the mouse, and the mouse unleashed the onslaught. And Heathcliff loses, which so rarely happens. Heathcliff is usually, you know, on top of things. It's very nice to see a reversal. That's part of what's funny here. He, um, But it's also just... It's nice to see a full t- story told that, I mean, it's a weird story, don't get me wrong, but it's nice to see a full story told where you can see how it happened. There's a beginning, middle, and end, but it doesn't make sense until you look at the caption, which, you know, it's fine that he's saying something mundane here because it descri- it perfectly knits together the disparate elements. That so rarely happens in Heathcliff by design, but it's all the more satisfying because uh, it does happen every so often, I guess. You get me. Anyway, let's move on to the comic for Friday, October 19th. Hey. Hmm. Heathcliff loses again. Um, we're still in the house. The house is done up in yellows, by the way. Um, they change the paint on this house all the time, but this time it's in yellows. Um, we're looking again through a living space towards the front door. Uh, there's a, uh, you can see the, the stairs in the background. Um, and, uh, we can see sort of standing just in sort of the foyer, just outside the living space, looking into it in the middle of the panel. Uh, looking into it, but also just looking straight at us. We see the little boy that Heathcliff lives with, and we see the little boy's friend. Uh, So the boy is wearing a baseball cap, blue shirt, black pants, and yellow shoes. The little boy's friend is wearing yellow shoes, uh, green checkered pants, red shirt, and a propeller beanie. I have never in the wild seen a propeller beanie, but this kid's wearing one. What do you think when you're going out to face the day wearing a propeller beanie? Is it like propeller beanie o'clock? Whatever. Anyway, point being, you're looking at what's going on in the living space, I guess. Little boy's mouth is open. In the living space, we can see um, a couch. It's a mid-century modern, I'd say. Blue couch, uh, sleek lines with a pointy um, uh, uh, foot to it. So that's kind of cool. And then we can see also a very modernist design on a bird cage with this, um, like... uh, C-cleft-shaped armature um, uh, on a stand. The armature rises all the way up, probably eight feet into the air, and then holds aloft a bird cage. And we can see the bird inside the cage uh, 
who is it's a blue bird. Um, it doesn't really make sense what's going on here because birds have beaks and not mouths, but instead of a bird's face, it has a human clown's face, which is nightmarish. If you look at it, that is, that is terrifying. And Heathcliff is terrified. He's hiding behind that mid-century modern couch. Uh, his eyes are wide. He's scared. And as I said, the little boy is providing the caption. The caption is, he's afraid of clowns. In this case, the bird is wearing clown makeup, but also has a human face. And I don't think Heathcliff's fear is unwarranted here. I think anybody should be scared of this, but the two little boys are not. They're more interested in Heathcliff's reaction to this thing than this insanity that has occurred. I, I can't say um, why that would be, though. I mean, the comic is called Heathcliff, and maybe they're aware that they're all living in Heathcliff's world. So, um, finally, here's the comic for uh, Saturday, October 20th. Um, you'll probably notice I'm not doing the Sunday comic. Uh, I, I, I don't plan to do the Sunday comics. I plan um, to handle them as their own thing at some point, but they're kind of different than the um, weekly one-panelers, and I think that it's uh, important to respect that difference. Well, this is a weird one. So we're on that suburban street again, uh, angling from mid-panel left down to lower panel right. Um, same setup, suburban buildings in the background uh, in gray, brutalism. Uh, this time the trees are also in brutalist colors. Shrubs are still green, so not sure what we're... Anyway, um, Heathcliff isn't walking. He does have his hands behind his back and his heavily lidded eyes. Um, he is observing something in the yard that he's passing. And what he's observing is a scarecrow. There's four pumpkins around the scarecrow. The scarecrow is on a um, pile of hay for some reason. And we can tell he's a scarecrow. He's got, you know, hay coming out of his sleeves and his pants legs and his shirt. So he's clearly been stuffed with hay. He's wearing um, blue pants that are patched, a green shirt. It's also patched. The patches are red. Uh... And he's got a witch's hat on, uh, which is a little strange. He's also got the two birds that are always observing Heathcliff, the two bluebirds. They're resting on his outstretched arms. But they're not speaking, and Heathcliff never speaks. Instead, the scarecrow, who has dead white eyes, he has an open mouth. And he is speaking. 
And he is saying, this is my busy season. What does that mean? Because it doesn't look particularly busy. I don't know even know. I What does a busy scarecrow even look like? Whatever it looks like, it doesn't look like that because what he's doing is just being a scarecrow, except not a particularly successful one because birds are literally resting on him. I guess you could say, well, he's not pictured on a farm, so he must have been taken from the farm to put somewhere else, and traveling is, um, you know, it's a hassle. So maybe that's got him busy, or that's what he's... But we don't see that. And clearly, Halloween would be a busy time for scaring, and scarecrows are often pictured as part of, like, autumn... Um, because they're creepy. I guess I would also ask, you know, what led to this interaction? Like, did Heathcliff ask him, you know, how you doing? Or what's going on? And the scarecrow was like, well, I gotta say something. This is my busy season. It's not a particularly satisfying answer to any question I can imagine being asked. As a, uh, is he just sort of standing there blab, blabbing and Heathcliff happens to walk by and observes this and takes a stop and is like, well, it's talking scarecrow. A talking scarecrow is also like terrifyingly nightmarish. We've had a talking scarecrow, a bird with a human clown face, a mouse that can shoot white beams of light from its teeth, talking pumpkins that desperately want you to carve them, uh, pug dogs that are just, you know, hideous gelatinous blobs dancing that have apparently the powers of hypnosis, and a cat and bird dressed like Abraham Lincoln. All in all, a great week. So, those are the Heathcliff comics for last week, and I hope you enjoyed going on this journey with me. Uh, as always, you can um, refrain from rating or reviewing this on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell else you use to um, get this podcast. Please don't do that. You have such better things to do with your time. Um, but you can always email me at your pal garbage ape at gmail.com to talk about whatever you would like to talk about, including Heathcliff Comics. Um, hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you later.